Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. I've got some new parents, and we're actually up at the North Campus. Uh, We've got the McGuire's and the Herndon's. Um, and we are super thrilled that you guys are here, but I wanted to find out a little bit more about um, just your experience of coming to PCA, uh, why you came, what it's been like. Um, so why don't you introduce yourselves to the other parents who are listening and watching? Just remind of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> they can hear us and they can see us on YouTube. Um, but just introduce yourselves, give us, a, give us a little bit of your family background and then where you were before you came to PCA. And then we'll dive into kind of the decision you made to come to PCA. So McGuire, do you guys want to start? Sure. Let's do it. Told Lindsay I would start first. So, um, Matt and Lindsay McGuire, we have three boys, okay. um, three awesome boys. So our oldest, uh, Hudson, is a freshman and we have two others that we decided to bring last year at the same time. So Barrett uh, is in seventh, seventh grade. grade. Colton is in sixth grade. Okay. So three boys. And where were you at school? So last we year? were here in Prosper. Okay. ISD um, prior to coming to PCA. Okay. So now, are you guys? You, have you guys been in Texas for a long time? Is this kind of like home? Have you moved in here recently, or what's your background? I'm a native Texan. So okay. yeah, born and bred in Texas. Lindsay was not. No, I've moved all around. Yeah. We got here as fast as we yes. could, yeah. right? Yeah. That's right. Been here a while now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But Great. we were in Prosper prior to PCA, so mm-hmm. awesome experience we can talk more about okay. later. But yeah, we were yeah. in Prosper. Very good. To. And Herndon's. Yeah. So uh, Carolyn and Drew, and uh, we lived in Dallas <laughs> before moving up to Salina and coming to Prosper. Okay. And so we had uh, one, our oldest, Rhodes. Uh, he was in a private school down there. Uh, Christian private school, and then our other two were in public school in the Lake Highlands area. Okay. And so uh, when we moved north, we decided to look at uh, PCA North as a school that we could potentially bring our, our children to. Uh, background on us is I grew up in West Tennessee, uh, was called into ministry, came out to Texas to get my master's at Southwestern, met Carolyn at the Plano campus as I was an intern in the student ministry. She was a volunteer. And for 17 years, our, our, our life journey was in student ministry together. Um, and then joined the staff at Grace Bridge a year and a half ago and came on. And, uh, that's what led us up to Salina. All right. And so we've got a freshman Rhodes Walker is in third grade and Piper's in sixth grade. There you go. So what were you looking for when you guys were kicking tires and looking around at schools, right? What were, what were the big things that you said, Hey, these are the things that are important to us, our family, right? Uh, as Christians, as believers, what are the things that you guys were looking for? Can I make a talk? I mean, <laughs> I think number one, academics was obviously important to us, but the spiritual element okay. of the education process of partnering those together and working with us as a family and just having the same values taught at home, taught at school and just partnering together that what they're learning is going to be modeled at school and modeled at home. Yeah. Now, you guys had a a student already in a private Christian school, so you were familiar with Mm -hmm. that. So 
right? When you when you looked, you wanted something similar to what you had, but you also had some in a public We're, school. Yes. Okay. So our oldest had come out of a public school into uh, his middle school, seventh grade year, mm-hmm. into a private Christian school, and so it was small environment was important for us for him. He th- he would thrive better in that environment than he would right. in a large uh, in public school environment. And Carolyn was a public school teacher uh, when we met and while we dated and long time ago. Uh, and we <laughs> and it's not that it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. It's just a couple, it's years, a couple ago. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we were looking into it, it was knowing what PCA at Plano when I when I was down there, uh-huh. knowing the Christian worldview, talking with parents that we had met and known that had seniors that were graduating last year and their ability to have a worldview and defend that worldview. Mm. And it it wasn't just in a religion class. It was woven in math and science and uh, art and literature. It was woven throughout it. At the school we had been at before with our son, Rhodes, I felt like it was just only in one sect of the of subject of school yeah and so we were looking for something that would uh, bridge all of it and be that three-legged stool as pca talks about yeah and so as we investigated and talked more about it uh, it was a fit yeah that, that's interesting that you noticed that that whole faith integration because we're really um, we've done that i mean i've been here for 19 years and we've done it we've done it really well we're trying to increase it and ramp it up even but it's interesting because I didn't come from a Christian school background. And for me, right, when you thought about a Christian school, it was kind of like, oh, you have chapel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, if, if that's what you think a Christian school is, then, you know, it's kind of like you can take it or leave it because I can, I can do that at home. They go to church. Oh, you know, they'll learn reading, writing, and arithmetic, and then you add chapel to it. But it's so much more than that. What you're able to do with a worldview integration in the actual classroom, you're able to teach every subject through that biblical lens. And if, if you don't know what that is and you haven't experienced that before, it's a very different process. And the kids really right, understand it and get it. Right, They have to look at all of their subjects through that biblical lens. It's not just adding a chapel on a Thursday for 30 minutes. So I'm glad you guys kind of picked up on that and noticed that. It's like, no, we really want that. That's, that's super important. What about you guys when you're looking, kicking the tires? Well, I would agree with everything that uh, Drew said. Our uh, journey was probably a little different. Uh, and that Lindsay and I, when we got married, we uh, bought our first house and moved to Little Elm, then had three kids, mm-hmm. uh, entered this, well, they all went to a private preschool, um, Parkway Hills in Dallas, which Lindsay uh, ended up teaching at. Mm-hmm. We knew the director very well, and then entered the public school system, um, and a little while into the public school system, we tried homeschooling for a minute and realized that was not in our wheelhouse. <laughs> Even though Lindsay was a teacher, uh, it, uh, we thought, no, this isn't, this isn't best for, for the kids. So we uh, went into the school system, and then about a year or so in, we moved to Prosper, specifically for the schools. Sure. So um, that was the reason we came here, uh, which was phenomenal. I mean, it was really, uh, and still, you know, it's a great, great school district. So we opened the school in our neighborhood. Uh, Hudson went as a first grader, mm-hmm. um, went all the way through there. And then the middle school, uh, but our story is a little different in that we, I think we were seeking that third leg of the stool, yeah. but we just didn't know. Um, at the time, Lindsay was um, then teaching at Light Farms. She ended up getting a job there, uh, revamped the PE program, uh, and everything was, the kids were doing phenomenal, yeah. doing great in sports, doing great in school. Um, but she came and said, I just, I think there's, I think there's, you know, more we need to, you know, 
think and pray. And so we, we did, we pursued and looked at some different schools and, um, you know, just continued to see where the Lord would, would open the doors. So, um, we looked at other private schools and, uh, ultimately looked at uh, PCA. And so she, funny thing is she signed up, she signed us up for the, uh, parent that parent info meeting that they do a couple oh, yeah. times a PCA year preview. yeah the preview yeah, the preview uh so she sent me <laughs> she was working <laughs> she sent me yeah. to the preview matt go figure it out yeah yeah <laughs> see if we want to take our kids here Pre- and, yeah Pre- pretty and, smart i so, love that yeah i looked at the uh tuition bill and and uh, but, well, okay that's uh <laughs> that's one hurdle right to, well, uh, a lot of people that's just that's a no yeah right immediately it's just like yeah. a you know, hey, the, the public school is free. Yeah. Um, this isn't that much different than the public school. It's how much more? It, it, it becomes a no yeah. immediately. So what was it about the preview that you went, well, let me at least consider past that first hurdle? Yeah. Well, I, I guess it was um, it was wanting to just be obedient to mm. is God calling us here. Yeah. And, and it just we, we wanted to, to have faith and walk in that. So we took the next step. Uh, and it was really them talking about, as Drew just mentioned, the three-legged stool. Yeah, you know that that um, spiritual component, which uh, you know we try and it's a priority at home, mm-hmm. and on Sundays at church, it's a priority. But uh, as Lindsay and I, you know, talk, I think the kids are young; they're at home so much of the time. Now that they're older, they're at home far less of the time. They're That's at right. school most of the time, and then in sports. So we just don't have have as much time. So we were, you know, they were doing well and uh, succeeding in so many ways. Uh, we were, you know, by all accounts, it looked like succeeding. Lindsay was teacher of the year <laughs> in Prosper, the year that we were making the decision to mm-hmm. come to PCA. So there was a lot of hurdles to, do, a, yeah. to do that. That's a tough adjustment. But, <laughs> yeah. But it was that three-legged stool that just yeah. really, it just really stuck with me. And I thought, man, we're, we're trying as hard as we can, but it just feels like there's an imbalance. And then putting that third leg down, just the balance where at home and at church and at school, they're getting the same thing. It just, you know, mm-hmm. we've said it, it, I feel like parenting and doing our job has been so much easier now that there's that stability on all three of those legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super and super important. Well, uh, part of part of my role here, right, is to get to walk alongside you guys as parents, which I'm super excited about. Um, so I would just say, you know, what what has PCA kind of helped you in supporting what's going on, right, in your family? Because I mean, obviously, you guys are, are committed parents. Um, you're obviously raising your kids at home, right? They're plugged into a great church. But then when the school aspect comes alongside, right, is there anything that you've noticed, right, in your short time here that, that you said, hey, this is how PCA has kind of long, come alongside and even helped, right, from a family perspective and a parenting perspective that's been helpful? Yeah, I think about the the seminars that PCA offers. Mm-hmm. They, they had one, um, I think, back in the spring or last fall that had to be rescheduled, be down Plano, but they brought in the doctor from Arlington who sure. helped talk about Ricky Chalet. Yes, Chalet. Yeah. And <clears throat> gender uh, and sexuality. Yeah, and it was great. I mean, the fact that it's not all left upon us as parents to have to go do so much research, so much yeah. everything, but bringing in the uh, in the people who are this is their professional job is yeah. to be able to educate and help. It's about providing not just a biblical worldview for the student, but the parents as well to be yeah. able to to be that 
like Matt said, that third leg to the stool to be able to help out and reinforce what they're learning at school. Yeah, and Clint Davis will be mm-hmm. here um, November 13th. Um, so he was just at the Plano campus uh, talking about social media. Um, just a, you know, incredible, um, incredibly important and vital part of our parenting, right, is how uh, we use technology when we uh, let our students get it, right, and how we train them in understanding what it is. So um, just a really important thing. So he'll be here November 13th. Um, some parent perspective panels, right, we'll throw those in every once in a while. Um, so that's, that's, you know, an important thing is getting information for you guys so that you guys can parent, right, using those resources and kind of figuring out, you know, mm-hmm. how, to, how to help you guys do that better is a super important thing. What else? I know you had a you had a homecoming issue, right? Um, oh, t- t- tell me <laughs> tell me about how that all happened. Oh, well, um, let me just say, so we've come off uh, probably one of the best weeks uh, mm-hmm. ever, homecoming week. Um, but yeah, one of the intentional things. So it was actually, you know, the Lord used you, Dan, uh, in a big way, um, mm-hmm. in just leading up to homecoming. We. Um, we had heard a lot about homecoming and uh, the things that were to come, so there was some excitement and uh, and anticipation. So you had led one of the um, parent panels. Parent panels, yeah. And so you talked about your own kids' experience and really encouraged, as a dad or parents with a boy, how important it was to encourage your son to find a girl and ask her, honor her by asking her to homecoming. Yeah. So we, we, we've got three boys as well. And so, right, we also have a daughter. <laughs> so I just, I mentioned, right, it's so much easier with the boys from a homecoming perspective, right? Because the boys get to ask. And so, you know. They get to. Right. You, you can mm-hmm. say, yeah, yes, I want to take somebody. No, I don't want to take somebody. But if you're a girl, right, the way it is, yeah. it's, you're just sitting there waiting, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the things we made our boys do was find somebody, take somebody, right? And they're like, it's going to be expensive. I'm like, it's my money anyway, so don't worry about <laughs> it. We're, we're paying for it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's going to take somebody. So it has been a fantastic experience for us. And, and part of that process is, and, and this is kind of a, you know, a cultural thing that the church and the school have adopted, right? But, you know, it's calling the dad, you know, and saying, hey, I'd like to take your daughter to homecoming. And, you know, the dad's, right? hey, listen, they're not getting married. So just, you know, take it down a step, right? But it's it's a fun, it's a, it's a great way for um, a boy to learn how to um, respect, right, the importance of somebody's daughter, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like if I were going to borrow your car, I'd ask you to take that. Yeah. You know, your daughter's <laughs> way more important than your car, right? Yeah. So I just I threw that out there. You picked up on it, right? And with your yeah. oldest, you kind of ran through that with Yeah, them. well, we leaned in on it. It was, yeah. um, you know, it, it took, uh, you know, for a <laughs> For for a boy to say, hey, this is uh, this is what you need to do. That yeah. was a, that was a big step. And I went back. I was in college, and I know I was like twenty something, and wanted to ask a girl that I went to church with to coffee, and uh, I had to ask her dad to take her to coffee. And I was like, wow, yeah, what? <laughs> so this thought of a uh, freshman asking this dad, I think that was a big. It's a big thing. It so there was so much maturing. Funny story. Um, so uh, over the summer, uh, we heard a lot of the freshman girls, they're starting to look and find dresses. So we asked, and we said, hey, Hudson, uh, a lot of the girls are picking out dresses yeah. to homecoming. Have you thought about who you might want to ask to homecoming? And he goes, homecoming? All I can think about is when's hunting season start? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. Get your priorities straight. <laughs> so we, um, yeah. you know, we just leaned in and continued over the next several weeks, hey, 
you know, think about it. And then he finally said, okay, I've, I've thought about it. Yeah. Here's who I would want to ask. Yeah. So then it was thinking about the ask, okay, when are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? So just such a, such a neat, uh, neat experience. In fact, uh, <laughs> Rhodes, their friend was there when he mustered up the courage, the time he got the courage and said, Hey, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make the phone call. Okay. And his, his friend was there with him. So the, the super cool thing about it all though, is, um, we talked about like just the community, but not only did he do that, that we were out to dinner with a group of friends after a game when he did it. And so we were all sitting there together and he was outside making the phone call. Okay. And all these, there was, I think four families that were having dinner Mm -hmm. and we sat there and prayed and said, Hey, we're going to pray for you, you know, go to ask uh, God just to, to go before you and give you strength through this. And um, not knowing what the outcome was really going to be. So, I mean, I think for a dad with boys knowing like what a big deal that is, Yeah. It was just such a maturing thing. And just to sit down with him later and uh, really get to talk and say, you know, um, us praying, you know, prayer motivates and moves God. Yeah. And we prayed. And the Bible says that God controls the hearts of man and king like channels of water. And so he, you know, he went, we prayed. You stepped up and did this, you know, and ultimately he got the yes. Oh. So, I mean, just what a, what a maturing awesome experience that I think like that's one of the coolest things that I don't know that we would have experienced that you know anywhere else and I don't know had you not really really leaned in we may have we may have been hunting that weekend yeah. honestly <laughs> <laughs> and Hudson still <laughs> homecoming was great but yeah. oh that's fun so, yeah. well you mentioned about the community Lindsay mm-hmm. um, what what has that been like for you right coming in here and I, I know um, you know, I'm, I work at the same school that my kids go to. And so I know that you have, you know, you've had that. And, and that's a hard thing to walk away from, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have that community and you know, you know, the people and the place and the smells even and all the different things, right? But yeah. you come to a new school and you've built new community. So what, what's that been like for you? Well, to be honest, it wasn't easy at first. It was hard to leave something that was so dear to me to come to something new. Yeah where we felt called to. And so just stepping into it um, was hard because you're like, well, I used to know everybody when I'd walk into a gym and now I know four people. So so initially it was hard, but now that we've been in school here about over a year now, we have come out with some amazing friends, some sweet friends like the Herndons, um, so many, I can't even name all of them, but um, it's just the people that we get all of life next to and we get yeah. to dig in next to just, you know, in the Nehemiah study at church and in Nehemiah three, they talk about building the wall and it was just next to, next to, next to, and you look around and you're like, who am I working next to? Yep. Who am I raising these kids next to? And it's amazing women and, and men and just families. Like we're so blessed to have so many amazing families to raise our kids with and it's some and it's different in the sense that it's there's another strand connected you know there's that body of christ also holding us together because i would say when i was in prosper i also had just amazing friends and we i we love that too but this just feels a little bit different because we are all um 
after the same thing. Yeah. And it makes it easier. The accountability's there, the encouragement's there, you know, just that standard is there for everybody around you. And so I, I've loved, loved that. And it's been very sweet for our boys. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, we've had that as well. My wife and I have had three that have graduated from PCA. Yeah, we're, we're that old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a couple of laps behind us. But it, one of the great things, right, is getting to do life together with um, a group of like-minded people. Um, and, um, you know, and it, it, it's interesting because, you know, as the school at Plano has gotten bigger, right, you know, it's, it's gotten to where, you know, they kind of have to be kids in your grade because you don't know everybody in the school. And so one of the, one, one of the things I love about the North Campus is it's still a little bit smaller and you get to know parents outside your grade still. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, as it grows and develops, right, you know, th- that, that'll change a little bit and adjust, you know, some. Um, but what a sweet time it is to just, you know, be doing life together with so many like-minded people, um, you know, kind of encouraging each other, challenging each other, asking questions about, you know, what are you doing and how are you doing it? And then when your, you know, son or daughter has to, you know, make a phone call and say, hey, can I take somebody? I mean, they're they're people that you know. They're people that you're doing life with. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm glad Hudson got a a yes, (laughs) Um, you know, because, you know, as as a girl dad, Right. My first instinct is always no. Right. (laughs) Yes. I know who you are. No. (laughs) Um, But it's it's great to do life together with people like that. What what would you say um, to just other families that are looking at PCA? Right. So I know we're talking to, you know, PCA families right now. But what if they've got friends, neighbors, you know, relatives, things like that that aren't here at PCA? What would you say would be, um, you know, in addition to what you've already mentioned, anything else that you would share with them about what you found and experienced being here? I mean, one thing I love about PCA is that my kids are known, not just known Mm -hmm. by who they are, like by their name or how well they did on their math test, but they're known in their walk with the Lord, like where they are in that and where they can be prayed for and how they can be discipled. Um, And that's important to us as a family too, that my kid is really known for more than just who their name on their paper or whatever number they are. The spiritual development teams, I mean, Plano has, right, you know, Maria Bauer and Stephen and Courtney, you guys have Josiah and Megan, Mm -hmm. incredible, right, incredible people to work with and to get to know your kids and, I mean, and to love on them, Um, but the teachers as well. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that added component of not only am I looking at your son or daughter in terms of their grade and how well they're receiving information, but I'm looking at them also in terms of the relationships and, and the relationship with the Lord. So that's a really important aspect, yeah. too. Anybody else on that? Well, I, I'll go. Unless you want to go. No, go ahead. <laughs> I love that I know. Um, I would just tell anyone who is looking at PCA that their spiritual and their emotional needs are being met mm. and they are growing. Um, I think about the Bucks pro- mm-hmm. or the yeah. Bucks Bible study that our boys are mm-hmm. in and how things that Hudson's learning as a ninth grader, he's even pouring into my sixth grader. He was washing dishes the other night and Colton didn't want to go out and do a chore because it was hard. Mm. And Hudson looks at him and said, Colton, it's good. It's good to be challenged and it's good to be, um, to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I know you don't want to do that, but that's good for you. And he learned that from Bucks. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's all of that is soaking in mm. to him and then pouring out to his brother at the kitchen, in the kitchen. 
And I think that is something that they would not have received from us as much as we try and, you know, tell them all the things. They hear it more sometimes from other people. You know, that that's true. And, and you know, it, it's funny because it, it kind of offended me as a parent when my kids were younger. Um, when my son came home and he told me something that a coach had said to him mm-hmm. that I had said 10,000 times, <laughs> right? And he came home and I, I just remember it to this day, right? You know, I think it was Parker came home and he said, you know, Coach Jones said this and this and this. And I was just like, what? Like, and then it, then it hit me. It's like, that's why he's there. Yeah. Right. It, it's the concert of voices mm-hmm. that if you're the only voice telling them this, right, that that's still my job and I'm responsible to do it. But imagine if your coach is telling them this and their teachers telling them this and then their friends are telling them this and you have that concert of voices it's like that's what you want. Right. You don't mm-hmm. want, you know, a single voice to be the only voice you're listening to because the world is so loud and there's so many voices out there that are bombarding him with different ideas. And it's like, I, I need as many people to right, echo what I'm saying as possible as well, right? I, I can't just be the only voice of truth and reason in their life. And so that kind of hit me when they were young. And then I realized, oh, my God, that's, the, that's actually the reason we're here is to have that concert of voices. So I'm glad mm-hmm. the boys are experiencing that. And I'm glad, right, that the, the do hard things mentality, right, mm-hmm. is, is there for our young boys because – this world will tell them, take the easy path, mm-hmm. right? What, what's comfortable, what's convenient, what's easy, right? But we're, si- we're saying, listen, to be a man in this particular mm-hmm. culture, right, you've got to do hard things, right? And you wanna, we want to be a Christian in this world. You've got to learn to lean into some of the difficulties, right? And that's a, that's a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. So uh, anything else as far, as far as, like, just things that you'd want to tell our parents as a, as a reminder? Well, I was reading this morning okay. uh, from Paul Tripp. One of my favorites. Yeah. So, as from a his parenting re- book or which one? No, it was not. I actually have not read his parenting book, okay. which I need be, to be careful so. of that one. Okay, that's, that's a kick in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but it was actually one new one that he wrote on Sundays. Oh, so okay. it's on just the purpose of Sundays. Love it. So it was on Sunday, but I think it could apply to PCA also, um, and really that third leg of the stool. Okay. But um, what he said was. Um, God has given us not only himself, but one another. The more you feel connected to your father and his family, the less you are susceptible to listening to the enemy ask, where is your God now? Oh, that's good. Hmm. And so I just thought of, you know, our boys are getting at school all day long where they spend the majority of their time. When the enemy's popping in, as he does to all of our head, where is your God now? They're getting the answer to that. And so how much more successful are they going to be once they launch out of our home when they can they can answer that question so i'm just you know i'm thrilled you know and honored that they're here and they're being you know they're building up you know those truths so whenever they launch Mm -hmm. you know our prayer is that they fly straight yeah that's the point right the psalm 127 concept Right, you, you shape them, you sharpen, and then you got to send them. Mm-hmm. Right, so the the small time, and I know it may seem like a, a very large time right now because you guys are definitely in the midst of it. Um, but I'm I'm just telling you, our last one's at home. Right, he's a 17 year old, you know, junior. Right, we've sent three out of our home. Um, it goes by really quick. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the you know the opportunities that you have to train your kids in the truth and in the Word and to ground them. Right, I mean, Colossians two six and seven talks about being rooted and built up. Right. And, and, and the whole concept is my thing is like before you build them up, you better root them. 
right? Because you can't build anything strong and tall unless it has a good foundation. So that foundation in Christ is so important. I used to have people ask me, um, if you could send your kid to a, a Christian school, would you rather send it to uh, um, send their, your kids when they were young or when they were old? And I've always kind of wrestled with that kind of interesting thing because I, I primarily work with older students, right, in developing the Christian worldview because you have to kind of have that critical thinking component, right, where I'm not going to take cultural issues and, you know, expose the second grader to them. Um, but the foundation of the Word of God is so important that when you get to those older issues, if you don't have that biblical foundation, you really can't wrestle with those. And so I've always kind of wrestled with that idea um, of, you know, when would you send your kid? And I'm like, as soon as you can and, and keep him there as long as you can. <laughs> right, God willing. Yeah. I mean, it's that thing is if, if God opens up the door and you guys both, um, you know, from a family standpoint, we're faithful to, to ask questions and to seek what's best for our kids. Um, God dragged my family here kicking and screaming. So if you guys... <laughs> much better off than, than we were. God has a sense of humor. I was like, you know, Dan slow, doesn't learn very quickly. We need to, <laughs> we don't need to wait for him to walk through the door. We need to literally push him through. Uh, but I'm so glad that he did. And, and we've spent, you know, um, 19 years in this community, raising our kids, um, doing life together with other like-minded believers and, and really receiving a tremendous blessing as a parent from it. Um, so I'm just glad you guys are here. I'm glad you guys are not just receiving the blessing, but actually giving back as well. Right, I, I see the you know the opportunity you guys have to invest into the lives of other people, um, for your sons and daughters to invest in the lives of other you know kids here as well. So I just appreciate you guys doing that, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing with our parents. So it wasn't too bad, was it? No, no, no Lindsay, no. No, not, not bad. So anyway, we appreciate you guys, and uh, just thanks for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.